Every time I check out at the supermarket in Berlin, the same thing happens to me. I stick my American credit card into the machine. A few moments later, I hear that symphony of sounds which indicates that my payment went through. The cash register drawer opens up. The receipt prints out. Usually there's some bell or something that dings. The cashier then rips the receipt off the little printing machine and lays it out on the counter in front of me. She then searches around for a pen for me to sign the receipt with. A few seconds later, she will pull out some old, cheap, ballpoint pen, which she expects me to touch and then use. But I stop her. Ich habe einen Stift, I say. I have a pen, I say. And I reach into my right front pocket and pull out my blue Pilot gel ink pen. Each time, no matter which supermarket I am checking out at in Berlin, the reaction of the cashier is exactly the same. She sees me pull out my own pen, and a brief look of shock crosses her face. Then, she looks at me out of the corner of her eye and smiles in a moment of recovery from her disbelief. I sign the receipt and go on my way. Why does the cashier always react this way? Why does her facial expression go from shock and confusion to amusement and relief? My theory, and I could be wrong, although I doubt it, is that I'm the only customer she or he has had that day, or ever, to whip out his own pen to sign the receipt. Put another way, people don't seem to be carrying their own pens around with them. Nowadays, we don't take very seriously the act of putting pen to paper. We have gotten accustomed to being able to hit the delete button when we type, and we have transferred this attitude toward normal writing as well. We also live in an age of mass production. Paper is cheap. Pens are cheap. If you don't like something you've written, you can just rip it up and start anew. Pens are given away everywhere, at hotels, at restaurants, at conferences, but these are not really pens. These are just the cheapest possible utensil imaginable that can put something resembling ink onto paper. Writing with these pens is arduous. To get the ink out, you must apply extra pressure. The lines of script they form appear flimsy and emaciated. These pens don't last long. In short, in our day, the act of writing has been degraded and unsanctified. As I said, we don't take writing seriously anymore. We don't view it as a permanent, sacred, eternal act. Yet, it was not always this way. In earlier periods, writing was highly elevated. If you look, say, at the handwriting from Goethe's letters, it is almost like viewing a little work of fine art. Each word he wrote was exquisitely crafted. I can remember that even my grandmother's handwriting was like a beautiful calligraphy. In the past, one wrote with real ink, and a mistake, or a slip-up, or a smear, could be disastrous for the book, or treatise, or letter one happened to be writing. In ancient Egypt, writing was done with thin reed brushes on papyrus scrolls. In the Middle Ages, one wrote with a quill, that is, a feather, dipped into a little pot of ink, and one wrote on paper, 
but it was not really paper. More often, it was expensive animal skin. Imagine sending a text message on your iPhone 12 while leaning over the balcony of a five-story building with a concrete parking lot underneath you. This was, I would imagine, the trepidation and fear one used to have in mind when one applied quill to animal hide. Listening to The Shrift, Life Tip 11, Ezekiel 37. today for writing, that is, the word writing, is misleading. In German, the word for write is not write, but rather schreiben. Schreiben. In this word, you can hear many English words as well. There is scribe, a person who writes things down, or inscribe, to carefully etch a line into a surface. There is also the word script, which coincidentally, or not so coincidentally, translates to Schrift in German. A writer in German is a Schriftsteller, where Schrift means script, and Steller is an almost violent word meaning to place down or set down. In German, a writer is not a writer. He is someone who sets down script, ein Schriftsteller. Hear the difference? The English word write, in short, does not capture the violence and permanence and physicality of the German word schreiben. But we have enough English relatives to schreiben, scribe, inscribe, script, scripture, ascribe, to grasp this ancient sense of what it really meant to write something down. In Goethe's 1808 drama Faust, the protagonist, the professor Faust, encounters the devil one evening in his study. The devil, named Mephisto, makes a legendary bet with Faust. Mephisto bets that he can get Faust to say to the present moment, Stay a while. You're so beautiful. Faust, however, never satisfied, ever restless, doesn't believe that this moment will ever come to him. Here's how the bet goes. If Faust loses the bet... Mephisto gets to take Faust's soul. If Faust wins the bet, then that means at some point he said to the moment, stay a while, you are so beautiful. Faust readily agrees to the wager. But there is still another step to the contract. Mephisto wants it in writing. When he hears this, Faust mocks Mephisto, asking him why a written promise should be any less binding than a verbal promise. In Faust's taunt of Mephisto, we get a glimpse into another world in which writing was a far more expensive and sacred pursuit than it is today. Faust says, quote, 
a written and sealed parchment is a ghost, from which all shy away in fear. The word dies already on the feather, and it then becomes controlled by wax and leather. I can sign this document on any material you like, brass, marble, parchment, paper, clay, the terms with an engraver, or a quill, or a chisel, it's up to you. Notice how many expensive items are on Faust's list when it comes to writing. To Faust's mocking words, Mephisto responds, any piece of paper will do, but you must sign it with a drop of blood. A drop of blood, he requests. Now I ask you, dear Shrift listeners, when was the last time you signed your name in blood? In this week's Haftarah, we get an excerpt from the prophecy of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was the son of a priest, and he was carried off into Babylonian exile with the rest of Israel in 586 BCE, after Israel had been conquered by the Persians. While living in exile, Ezekiel preached that one day, the nation of Israel would return to the Holy Land. Not only that, but Ezekiel also prophesied that the two kingdoms within Israel, the southern and the northern kingdoms, would reunite under one house. In chapter 37, verse 16 of the book of Ezekiel, the prophet emphasizes this reunification through the image of writing. Ezekiel states that two branches of a tree will be taken. On one branch will be written, that is, inscribed, the house of Judah, representing the southern kingdom, which the tribe of Judah occupied. On the second branch will be inscribed the house of Joseph, representing the northern kingdom, which the tribe of Ephraim, Joseph's son, occupied. Ezekiel then decrees that these two branches will be joined into one giant branch. With this story from Ezekiel, you can see how our conception of what it means to write down has changed quite a bit from the Babylonian captivity to signing a receipt in a Berlin supermarket. Writing is inherently a sacred act in which you quite literally give your word to someone. Writing has been passed down to us from the ancient world when it meant to inscribe, to seal, to make forever permanent. This type of act should not be committed with a pen which you can buy in a 10-pack which hundreds of other customers have used in hurried and agitated states, which can barely gag out the cheap ink forced down its esophagus in a factory thousands of miles away. No, the ink which comes forth from our pens should be as dark and rich and permanent as blood. The letters you inscribe on the page should be so thick and so wet that even the slightest brush of your hand will send a blue or black smear across the page. Your pen should be in the same place on your person at all times. I would suggest in your front right pocket where I keep mine. This way you can pull it out faster than a cowboy draws his gun. Don't ever let yourself be in a situation where you find yourself searching desperately for a pen. But if, for some reason, you descend to this point, don't worry, you can always rely on your own blood as a backup. <laughs>